1: Well, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. It's 10 minutes after 8. Today on the Forum at 8, we put the spotlight on violence against teachers. A week ago, a video showing a pupil throwing what appears to be an exercise book at a teacher in a classroom went viral. And in the video, the teacher walks out of the classroom. And teacher unions say that incidents similar to this one are commonplace in our schools and that teachers are being attacked by learners daily with very little being done to stop this violence. In another incident, a group of teachers is undergoing trauma counseling after being assaulted by learners at uh, Riarabilwe Secondary School in Lihurutzi in the Northwest Province. Two grade 10 learners, aged 18 and 20, assaulted five teachers after being reprimanded for disrupting teaching by playing loud music on their cell phones. And now the South African Council of Educators suggests that cameras be installed in schools to curb the violence, and a learner organization, COSAS, calls for workshops to equip both both. both pupils and teachers on a better dispute management and uh, resolutions. And with all of this uh, under the spotlight, uh, we are asking whether teachers are under siege in our schools. And if so, what are we going to do to turn this around? And uh, thank you so much to all of our guests for joining us at uh, rather short notice this morning. Uh, John Macheke is the president of the Congress of South African uh, Students. Good morning and thanks for your time.
2: Morning and thanks to your, and morning to all the listeners at home.
1: From SACE, we have Mr. Temba Ndlovu. Thanks for your time as well, Mr. Ndlovu.
2: Morning, Sekina, and uh, thanks for having us on the show this morning.
1: Kathy Callahan is secretary of uh, Governors Alliance. Thanks for your time as well, uh, Ms. Callahan. Uh,
0: thank you very much. And Elijah
1: Mflanga is spokesperson for the Department of Basic Education. Always uh, grateful that you speak to us at such short notice, Elijah.
2: Good morning. Thank you so much. Uh, Not a problem at all.
1: So uh, let me start with you, Mr. Tema Ndlovu, uh, spokesperson for the South African Council of Educators. And uh, you have suggested that cameras be installed in schools to curb the violence uh, because uh, these incidents are said to be commonplace in our schools. So talk to us about the situation that teachers face on a daily basis and also about this proposed solution.
2: Thanks very much, Akina. And uh, let let me first indicate that uh, we are quite disappointed as council in the fact that a good number of our teachers are facing this situation every day of their lives at schools. Our teachers are being attacked. And worst of all, not only attacked by learners at schools, we have just learned over the weekend of an unfortunate situation where a teacher was shot at at school in Dale. By people who marked him and shot and killed him, which is quite disappointing, because we believe that teachers, that teacher was at school to assist learners with extra classes. Unfortunately, the teacher had to meet his untimely death at, at, in that regard. And our condolences go to the family and the school community, and from us However, as well. However, going back to your topic, we have said as council, putting cameras may be one of the solutions. You remember the incident that you referred to of that school in the van when we went to the school to to, to offer support to teachers. One of the things that we were told by the school is that in every classroom there is a camera, and therefore all incidents that are taking place at the school are captured in camera. We have agreed, and we are saying as content that could be one of the many mechanisms that can be utilized to keep this violence. But more importantly, I think the issue of conscientizing society, the issue of ensuring that every person plays his or her role, in terms of ensuring that there is order and discipline in our schools, it's very important. Where it needs to begin, actually, with parents at the level of homes teaching their learners respect, teaching their learners good morals, so that as they go to school, they are able to carry over into the schools those matters of respect because it is our strong belief as counter that teachers are actually representing parents at the level of schools, and therefore they need to be respected by learners. But what we are seeing of late is quite disappointing because we believe any child does not have a right to lift up his or her hand on a teacher because a teacher is there to guide and provide that childhood education that would lead him to a responsible adult um,
1: Mr. John Macheke, uh, as President of the South African uh, Students, uh, Congress of South African Students, CASAS, what is your response, uh, you know, looking at these videos that are all over, and uh, they have gone viral, several of these, and it's not a situation that started in 2018. We've seen this over time. So what's your response to this behavior that we are seeing from learners?
2: No, it's a problem, but we must also understand, as learners who are from different backgrounds, some of the things that make these learners to do those things, is because even in their home. They grow up while his father is beating his mother. Now it's a psychological thing. It's no longer something that he gets on the street. Now it's a problem on its own because we cannot allow learners to proceed beating teachers or killing teachers. It's not fair. Of course, we condemn that thing. But also the community that we live in is a problem on its own. They have made a culture in our schools, in our communities that... A school is a, must be a targeted point, must be a targeted thing. Now, when people march, they go to our school, and people want to do all things, they close our schools. There is no more a dignity of a school who are having a problem or having a crisis. I think we must be able to conscientize different communities on how school is important, and the importance of the school in our, in our communities, and the people which are in schools. We are having a problem with the Department of Education. I would like to say that the Department of Education is not implementing, is not assisting anyhow. Mostly in our rural areas, in our rural schools. We have schools. Schools that have school safety. Learners are not safe. Teachers are not safe. And also we must remember that we are Africans. There is no more culture in our schools. Our learners have lost directions. Our learners have lost respect. How do we restore the respect? We have gave our learners the western culture because they are learning the language of the westerns they are no longer learning their own language and they remember when we identify a person we identify a person through a language now the language goes to the culture in, in our own cultures they teach us respect now our learners no longer have that respect again i don't think that putting cameras in schools will resolve this problem because learners will continue beating teachers and killing teachers But the important thing is to come up with programs that will teach learners, that will conscientize learners how teachers are important in our schools because they play a critical role. They are the ones that build our learners in schools. They are the ones that build us, that makes us who we are today. Now, we must be able to say teachers are people also. Teachers must be respected. We must come up with a campaign and awareness that will be run throughout the country on how teachers are important in our schools. So this beating and killing of teachers can come to an end.
1: Well, Mr. Nsanga, you can take a, a bite there uh, respond to what Mr. Macheke had said. He says you're not playing your role as the Department of Education.
2: No, it's not so much about the Department of, of Education, you know. Um, uh, the department will employ teachers, the department will pay teachers, the department will send circulars reminding te- teachers about their legal obligations, and um, the department will put in place policies that are supposed to guide you to govern the, the work that teachers do in school. These things are issues that should be dealt with at a school level. These are classroom practice and classroom management. What is it that you do? How do you relate to your kids? Do they respect you? Do they not respect you? Um, what do you do about it? We know in some cases, uh, teachers invite parents to say, "You, I have a problem with your child. But you find that parents don't go. In some cases, you find that SDBs are not strong. Where SDBs are not strong, it's, unlike, it's unlikely that they will be controlled in the school because uh, the school principal and his or her teachers, they need the support of the community school the SDB as well. To try bring discipline in the schools that's how we see the corporation making a difference, so we we shouldn't really be apportioning blame at anyone instead, we need to agree that we have a problem in terms of discipline in our schools. Our learners are doing as they please. Uh, what can we do? all of us we need to sit down together and say whose role is to do what and what can we all do so that these children see that they can't run to anyone for refuge they need to face. Uh, the issues and the focus on education because that's why they're they are, they are in school. So this is one of those issues that comes into the school from society. It doesn't germinate at school because learners or kids start learning at home even before they go to school. So what they bring in the school grounds is what they, they, they carry from home and elsewhere.
1: Okay. Uh, let's bring in uh, Kathy Callahan. Uh, what's your response to that? Are the governing bodies doing enough uh, to uh, strengthen the relationships uh, between uh, the uh, teachers and learners and everybody else involved in the schooling community? Uh, is there enough uh, discipline being enforced in lawful uh, ways? Um, I have listened to what the other
0: speakers have said. Um, but our take is, is that SGBs must have codes of conduct in place. The challenge for SGBs is that if they recommend learners be expelled or whatever, provinces do not react in time within the confines of society. It's clear what you have to do. There are time limits there. So this element that is in probably most schools or many schools um, maintains itself and um, having no respect for teachers or um, staff at the school becomes an element which then kind of explodes. But we need to be very clear about this. <clears throat> we have a code of conduct. There are rules in the code of conduct. And SGBs have an obligation to actually uh, carry out disciplinary hearings. But what is happening when learners, like you've been mentioned now, would um, throw something at a teacher or strike a teacher or whatever, is actually really like a criminal kind of element. These teachers need to lay charges against these children. They need to go to the police and open a case. The challenge is is that sometimes when they go to the police to protect themselves, the police won't open um, cases. So that's a whole issue as well. But the challenge is is that if we just talk about the recent ones that went viral, where... A, a child, um, and obviously it's not a grade three child, this is an adult child, who um, goes and uh, faces the camera. We must understand. Faces the camera, or the, the cell phone, faces the camera, blatantly so. We must look at what was actually on that video. Faces the, the camera, turns around, picks up the book, and literally throws it in the face of the young teacher in front of the class. i ask the question, and this is maybe what we need to be looking at. Is this not being staged? Is this not being set up by learners in a class? Because if you think of it, who is going to be sitting there um, with their, vid- with their um, cell phone ready to now take this whole incident? And nothing is done by the other learners. So is this not being set up by a small minority? Because you must remember, there's only a small minority of the in schools um, that do not um, comply. And this last incident, when I looked at it, I thought, "Now, is this not being set up?" And I don't know because, I mean, I'll, none of us were present there. So we need to be very clear: Why are learners being so blatantly disrespectful? And what is it that allows a child, or a teacher for that matter, to have a cell phone in the class? The code of conduct must be clear. No cell phone may be visible or used in a class lesson. So how are these children getting away with it? So to me, the the disciplinary um, scenario here is we need cell phones out of the classroom, not banning cell phones. That's, that's ridiculous because that causes another problem. Phones must be off and in your bag at each class session. We do not have setups like was done just a few weeks ago. We, I can take my own cell phone out and I can video this. And I'm brazen enough to look into the cell phone, then turn around, because now I'm identifying myself, turn around and throw my books at the teacher. What is that? So we need to look at what has been done. We need to understand why it's been done. And we also need for parents to take responsibility for their children. We need parents to come to the party to actually teach their children respect. What has happened is that respect has been lost in many elements of society today. We do not respect the law. We do not respect teachers. We do not respect the principles. Let me so ask. To, I want to ask, that.
1: I wanna ask John Macheké, um, Kathy, whether he agrees with that—that that learners simply do not have respect for teachers in our schools.
0: Well, not all, only some. Not all, hey, only some.
1: John. Yes. Do you agree no, with that statement?
2: Not. No, no, I definitely.
1: Okay, John, we can't hear you very uh, clearly at the moment. If you could just move around slightly. Okay, John Macheke there, we'll try and get him back on... on Uh, John, we'll just try and uh, get you on a better line there. But uh, uh, before I get to uh, Temba and also Elijah, a survey conducted by the Human Science Research Council with the Department of Education among more than 20,000 teachers at 1,380 schools across the country indicates that 20% of South African teachers believe that schools are violent places and they suspect that their students and their colleagues are armed. The survey also showed that 17% of teachers reported fights involving weapons at schools, and almost 13% of teachers believe that gangs operate in their schools. And uh, these schools, are uh, they, they've been termed danger zones. So where does the solution lie then uh, with regard to this, Temba?
2: I, I think that like we, 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 we think the ruling party has indicated that uh, education is a societal matter. And we need the whole of society to to, to to get to a point where we talk about this thing. We talk about the safety of our schools. Because the reality of the matter is that what we see obtaining in schools is the manifestation of what is taking place in the broader society. The issue of violence in our society replicates itself at the level of schools. However, having noted that I think we have sent out also a a, a a message to our teachers condemning the recent killing of a teacher. What we're picking up from responses from teachers is that all teachers are saying we're not safe at all.
1: Our apologies there. Uh, seemingly something wrong with those lines. They will try and get whoever has dropped their back. But uh, please continue, Temba.
2: We're saying teachers are saying we are not safe. Some of the issues that we're seeing in the media are some of those highlights. Teachers say some of these things are not seen, are not uh, being reported, and we are facing challenges on a daily basis. And we are saying to our teachers, please do report these matters to us so that we have an understanding of what really is happening in our schools. Our teachers are subjected to a whole lot of abuse, as they indicate to us. And we're saying to our learners, let them understand that teachers are there to assist them, and therefore they deserve to be respected. Mm-hmm. If there is a challenge between a teacher and a learner, there are better mechanisms of handling that by either reporting to the seniors at the school that let us, taking their law into their own hands by beating up our teachers. Teachers deserve to be respected. As we only say to our teachers also, they need to respect our learners, and therefore mutual respect needs to be seen at our schools. But the issues of violence against teachers cannot be condoned. And Parents, like I said before, need to play an active role in in inculcating in their children the issues of respect so that at the level of school, schools could end up being centers of excellence with no violence. We've seen violence against teachers, violence, learners against learners who are saying these cannot be allowed
1: Mm. to continue. And teachers against learners as well. Let's not forget that.
2: teachers against learners, actually.
1: So, 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 you know, I, and I want our parents to weigh in on this because, you know, uh, these are our children. Uh, Luandile says, chances are these kids do this at home. They throw tantrums, they hit their parents, and then they go to school and they do these same things. But Kathy Callahan, I believe uh, you have a meeting with the MEC, so we have to release no, you. I'm actually, I'm actually driving now. So, you can, I can think
0: that on the line. Okay. I've got it in my phone um, um, uh, on, in the car, yeah. No,
1: that's great. So, Kathy, you'll uh, stay on with us as well. Elijah Amtlanga from the Department of Basic Education, Tema Ndlovu, spokesperson of the South African Council of Educators. And uh, we lost the COSAS uh, spokes uh, president there, uh, John Macheke, and we'll try and get him back. But of course, I want to hear from you as parents. I'm sure many of you have seen those videos. And even if you haven't, I mean, just listening to uh, the discussion. Descriptions of what happened there and the sort of behaviour that it that is being portrayed by our children in schools. This is totally unacceptable. But um, we've been saying this for the longest time. What? is the solution what needs to be done can we come to the assistance of those who are tasked with educating our children and help them with ways of resolving these conflicts let us know what your uh, possible solutions may be in this regard 0891104208 is the calling number you can leave us a whatsapp voice note on 0826923909 tweet to facebook at am live on safm using the hashtag am live or you can also leave us an sms on 40938
2: Sakina
1: Kamwendo on SAFM. My name is Kieran and I'm calling from Guadagouza. Just touching on the subject of putting cameras in school, I find it really sad that such a decision can
2: be considered, the cost implication of which is going to be unfathomable, yet we have a situation where kids are falling into put-latrines and dying. So what's more important here? Discipline is something that can be taught
1: and can be overcome you know by conscientizing the the kids from a a younger age right here from Cape Town look I condemn with uh, the contempt it deserves you know the act of the learner Uh, because you should never go to that extent where there's violence it definitely shows some sort of underlying issue maybe at home or something like that but obviously that needs to be looked into because it's unusual behavior Um, that said you know learners and teachers have gone through enormous pressure The curriculum has been changed approximately three times in a very short period of time. So there's a lot of uh, adapting and a lot of pressure, you know, for students, especially later on in their later years, uh, to try and achieve and become something in a world where jobs are shrinking. And uh, those are some of the WhatsApp voice note from the number 0826923909 and you can do the same and leave us your message there. Interesting comments there from our listeners and uh, no doubt I'd like to get responses from our panel on that. But I also just want to read uh, through some of the messages. There are tons of those. There are many calls coming through. So I'll ask our panel also to just note some of the comments coming through. Brian Kumalo says, I was elected yesterday as SGB member in one of the schools and we will never tolerate bad behavior. From pupils, never. Afikile says, um, even before the show starts, I'd love to hear the response of the learners' parents involved in these assaults. Um, And 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 I must say that occurred to me as well whose child is this? Whose children are doing these things? Mul says uh, teachers under attack uh, both from the department and its pupils and um, Asira says 20 year old in grade 10 uh, we want, uh, we can't have adults masquerading as learners. Adults must go to FETs or to ABET. Unati Kwaza says 18 to 20 year old still in grade 10 Sakina, that's a red flag already. I thought the Department of Education had stopped this and then then uh, M.T. Jivase says, Sakina, parents are failing to mold their children. Failed parenting. That's what's resulting in all of this. Martha says, the problem stems from a lack of discipline, both at home and at school. I was at a good school and some of the rules were Victorian. I was told by my parents uh, that uh was in school of By my parents Uh, that was the school of my choice and I would abide by the rules regarding dress code, hair, etc whether I liked it or not Joanda Flanders says uh, violence in schools is a decade old problem, the situation comes down to leadership going right up to the top of government stop this fallback excuse of blaming parents, learn from schools where leadership is getting it right in running excellent schools and Maseko Maka says um, uh, putting cameras inside classrooms are a waste of time because next time they will propose that there should be a security officer in every classroom that's from uh, Masego Mako and uh, those are some of the comments coming through there are many more, we'll try and squeeze them in as well Uh, but uh, maybe just a quick response from our panel and I mean very brief because I want to run through this batch of calls that we have waiting currently. Uh, Let's start with Elijah. Elijah
2: Uh, Sakina, you know, this issue, we really have to remember that, as I said earlier, that learning and teaching starts at home. We have a situation here, for example, here in Campton Park, where there was a a teacher who had to take a restraining order against a female in grade 10. This learner had been uh, tormenting this teacher inside and outside the school premises to the extent that the teacher had to go to the police for protection which means she didn't care what the implications of the actions were, uh, that there wouldn't be any uh, consequences at home or even at school. She just felt that she needed to harass this teacher in the way that she wanted. That's just one case. But there are many other cases that I have personally seen where parents would defend their children, even when there's clear evidence of wrongdoing on the part of of the children they would say uh, what did you what did the teacher do to provoke my child for her or him to respond in this manner so parents in some cases are also in denial uh, regarding the things that their children are doing even mm. uh, when it's clear that there are really serious cases of ill discipline so these are the things that you cannot expect teachers to help you with. The teachers are there to focus on teaching, and then to some extent they also focus on discipline, but discipline so that there's order inside the classroom for them to be able to continue to teach. In in a situation where there's chaos, teaching becomes impossible, and then you expect performance. It won't happen. It cannot happen where the teacher cannot take control of the classroom. And the ultimate uh, situation is that uh, learners will fail and repeat their grades and end up dropping out so this but, again, but the question is a big, big issue in the, the
1: question then is um you know uh, with regard to that, what sort of recourse do uh, teachers have then w- uh, is expulsion an option, and uh, you know considering the rights that learners have, uh, you know how do you handle that situation then, where the teacher now has to take out a restraining order, how then are you supposed to effectively teach?
2: It becomes difficult when the school principal has called that teacher and the parents of that learner and that learner in the same room and the makers discuss the parents defend the teacher or they don't attend the meeting in the first place, and then nothing happens Expe- expelling the the child you mean you, you you are transferring the problem from one school to another because the fact that this this learner behaves in this manner chances are that she will do the same wherever she's going, so it really has to come down to that learner and the environment they live in. Change their mindset, focus on education, focus on good values, respect yourself, respect others, and think about your plans for the future as a young person. Because if, you, if you're not, then you'll be creating chaos everywhere you go. And that's why the Western Cape, they even thought of creating rehabilitation centers for, for learners uh, who do these types of things.
1: Mm. You know what, um, Kathy, uh, also Temba and John, uh, just hold your thoughts there. I'm going to run through these calls and then you can actually give me your comments overall. Let's start with Romeo in Johannesburg. Good morning, Romeo.
2: Good morning, Sakina, and all of your panel. Uh, Sakina, I just want to quickly talk about, uh, I heard Johnny the representative of the students uh, saying that uh, it depends where uh, these kids are coming from. We grew up in a different way. But I want also to say, our students of yesterday and the students of today, their rights are really different. Of yesterday, the rights of a child was very limited, and the teachers were having more rights to control those children at school, including the parents. Uh, both the parents and the teachers were helping to make sure that the discipline is to be restored. Unlike today, the parents of today and the parents of yesterday, there is a difference. The parents of today are so tightened by so uh, called rights, And inasmuch as every parent wants his child or a child to be the best at the school, there are things that a parent should take as a measure to make sure that the child Behaved very well, but if you do so uh, to an extent that the child you found it that no, my mother is beating me, he runs over to police station. What are you going to do? You have already found in a situation where you are told that you are violating the rights. And I think when the constitution was adopted in our system, and I'm always saying. The constitution should be adopted, adopted in accordance with our own morals and values. So that you could be in a position to know that this is wrong, this is bad. Because there is no teacher who would want it to be embarrassed that way. Equally the same as a student to be embarrassed. We want to do things correctly. That's all what I could say. Thank you very okay. much. Okay, thanks
1: Romeo in Johannesburg. Bonagale in Cape Town. Good morning.
2: A very good morning, SK and good morning to your guests. You know, i uh, send poor teachers. You know, uh, as uh, Mr. Mtlander was explaining with regard to the cameras, I was all smiling, you understand? Because this is what I've just written everything that he has just said. Regarding the, the installing of cameras in classroom is to show those parents who tend to deny that my child has done this. You know, just go to the video footage and show this is what your child did. And therefore, this is just to show how your child behaves. Hence, I'm saying the charity begins at home. If the child will tend to deny, my child won't do that. Because they happen to be doing that. We cannot deny that. You understand? We cannot definitely run away from that. They tend to say, no, my child won't do it. But if there is cameras, a video footage will show exactly. And the solution, therefore, that brings to an end. Okay. Talk about
1: anything. The child must just be expelled. Those who misbehave. That's it. Thank you. Bye Thanks, uh, Lenyene uh, Le says, SK Department of Education is in denial. In private schools, a learner is summarily expelled. They found guilty of assault. In public schools, it's difficult to expel a learner. Uh, that's from Seretse uh, in Lenyene. Le uh, let's hear from Anne in Highlands North. Good morning, Anne.
3: Hi. Yeah, this is a sort of success story. My son teaches English high school in a big state school, and uh, last year uh, he was teaching a class. He was sitting at his desk, and these two young learners came in, and they walked up to his desk, and they started insulting him terribly and he had a there was a method he he there was an actual form to fill in in the, in the office he filled in the form and they had a little sort of court case you know they, they took kids from his class who who um who had witnessed the situation and uh, of the two boys, one was expelled because he'd been doing other bad things as well. The other one actually settled down and, and got down to work. So, you know, you've got to have a feeling that if something bad happens, there will be a process. Even even if the kid is coming from a, a home with no parents and so on, at least at school, things are clear. You know, if this, then that. So that, that is my story.
1: Thanks for sharing. And in Highlands North, uh, Prophet OJ, good morning to you. Good morning, Sakina, and how are you? Well, and you?
3: Yeah, my,
2: my greetings to your panelists. I love them and I love you. I'm saved by the blood of God, Jesus Christ. Sakina, sometime in 96, 96 or 97, we had a problem in our area with a, a particular school. And uh, I asked the principal to uh, call the parents, and there was a day where I addressed the teachers, parents, and learners. After that talk, I will tell you what what the talk was about. After the talk, we saw learners surrendering weapons, homemade weapons, very dangerous ones, and the principals called the police to come and collect that. And then recently I went to about uh, three schools and and, and delivered the, the same talk. And uh, after that, uh, we got the result that the situation has completely calmed down. So I'm saying this morning that uh, uh, anybody who wants to uh, uh, get to how I do it, my number is free. You can give it uh, to them because it has worked. In uh, the topics I handled, the first one was public awareness on satanism and terrorism I was addressing at the same time the parents, the learners, and the educators. And then the other topic was violence is not a school problem but violence is a problem of the society addressing both all of them at the same time made them aware that in actual fact violence stuck in the society spreads out to schools not the other way around now when people do not know how to handle these things they, these things, they go out of hand. The Bible says in the book of four 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I'm saying this morning, I'm thinking about uh, what I have experienced myself, what I have seen myself doing, and what I, the result I have seen already so far.
1: Thank you so much, uh, Prophet OJ. We need a solution. Something needs to give because our schools cannot continue in this vein. Stemviso and Val, good morning.
2: Good morning, Mr. Mama.
1: Um, good, Mama. I'm uh, Mama.
2: This is a real challenge that we are facing currently in, in our country. And I think we need to actually find a way of addressing this thing. I think, for me, the challenge that we are facing, at led that there's the system of technology, that allows us to see what's happening in schools. Uh, Similarly, these things have been continuing, but we have not been seeing it. But I think what we need to do in, in, with children, I think is to find ways in, in a sense that we should not uh, take approaches from the Western and bring them into our system in our country. Why I'm saying that? Because you find in these schools where the challenges are happening, it's a disadvantaged disadvantage communities where the measures of the system was only corporate punishment. But now teachers don't have any other solution to deal with these children. And now they are said children must be detained, but now how to detain a child? where you, you know that have a mechanism to discipline the child. Is that discipline in that case? Because the only form of discipline that we knew was corporal punishment. So the challenge was that we did not then introduce uh, ways of how to discipline children in our schooling systems. Because for instance if we say parents must not be available to an we then say what else is there because uh, in a, in a, in a, in a, in, a, in a more schools children have the models of how they do this discipline process in terms of detention and parents getting involved. But in our communities, black communities, these things have never been there before. So now how do we then expect us to implement such things in a community kind of where these things have never been there before? So what I'm saying is that we need a call answer where we need to sit down to say, what is it that going to work for us, especially in the black communities where we address the issue of discipline, because there's a lot of uh, children who have of no rights. And there's nothing that parents can do. Either you cannot punish Omdwanumshah to Omdwana because you either go to a police station or even in school. Teachers can't do this kind of corporate punishment anymore. But what are the other models that we need to then put into place? Therefore, that's what I'm saying, that we need to call a coordinator of addressing the challenges because this is a product size challenges that we are having. Where we address to say what suits us as a community to address the challenges of a mm. Because these are not the only challenges of Shabandwala, but there are many challenges that are happening that are, are falling in part of discipline. So my suggestion is to say we need to sit down as a country, but not to take things from the foreign countries and implement in our countries where We then don't know how to implement them, and they didn't work for us. So okay. we find our own institutions in our own country, which then suit us, and we are able to implement... Those eh, eh, disciplinary measures in our communities.
1: Okay. Thanks so much, uh, Stembiso in the Val. And uh, many of you making very interesting and really good points this morning. Uh, Sammy Matlaila says, there's nothing to justify learners attacking teachers. We grew up in apartheid witnessing the worst forms of violence, uh, but we respected our teachers and regarded them as our parents. Um, uh, Simon says, uh, school is not a rehab center. If you break the rules, you get suspended or expelled. It's simple create a center for kids who have problems a center where qualified people can go and root and uh, out those problems and help these kids uh, african says you can't educate anybody in any way when you don't have the power. The government and the system has made children more powerful than teachers and therefore we are doomed. Uh, Sitima says uh, unions must be as vocal and swift to act when teachers impregnate and abuse schoolgirls as they are about attacks on their teachers. And uh, this one is from Neil in uh, Port Elizabeth. Neil says, an interesting and in- essential discussion. When I was a primary and high school learner in the 50s, the same problem. Existed. It uh, was the it, it was thought uh, to be an uh, as a result of families being exposed to post World War II stress. However, the introduction of corporal punishment soon put this problem to rest. Is corporal punishment a remedy perhaps? That's uh, from Neil in Port Elizabeth. And Sherwin D. Peters says, violence against teachers or other pupils at school is an indictment on the parents of these unruly learners. If parents do their part and instill morals and discipline in their kids, we wouldn't have this issue. Violent learners are products of our society. So many themes coming out of there and uh, you know, so many issues that we need to perhaps discuss um, and as Uh, um, As one of the callers was saying, perhaps we need to have a CODESA, but I'm not sure what will that deliver. Why can't we get this right? But uh, John Macheka, let me hear from you uh, just in response to uh, the various issues that have been raised Mm -hmm. and uh, the ones that speak specifically to uh, where you sit as a student leader.
2: Yes, one thing I want to remind the entire country that this is not a problem of a policy. It's a problem of a culture, a problem of discipline. Now, you can't put a blame on policies while there's no discipline in schools. This is a problem of our old educational system that we're having. Remember I said that our culture teaches us respect. Now, we're living a modern life as people, as learners of this country. We're living an English life. Now if then we can know our own identity, we can know where we come from and then even our languages in our schools. We'll be able to have discipline. Because in our different homes we are taught discipline. Now I got discipline from my own and from my own home. They taught me discipline through my culture. Now we must be able to teach our our brothers and sisters discipline. But discipline must not only reflect on learners, it must also reflect also on teachers teachers must be able to understand that this person is a child learner and must be able to protect this child, respect the child, and teach this child discipline. Now, in our schools, every incident of a teacher dating a learner is a problem on its own because that breaks that chain of discipline, that chain of strength. Now, if we can start teaching our brothers and sisters and learners respect. speak, also, conscientising our teachers to be teachers, not to be people which are just prankers and people who come to school just to 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 make sure that they, they don't wait, they don't stay at home. Now we must be able to say teachers will respect learners. Learners must be able to respect teachers, and there must be a direct connection between teachers, parents, and learners. So this relationship will maintain the discipline of teachers and learners not being able to date one another, not being able to abuse one another. Because these are of incidents, teachers beating learners, learners beating teachers. It's started by teachers when we have incidents of teachers beating learners. As close as learners, we have to respond to this. Because we can see our policies are not working. Our policy says teachers cannot beat learners, but teachers are continuing beating learners. Now these things come from there. If we can't be able to maintain the relationship between learners and teachers, mm. nothing will stop. Will stop uh, the things of killing, and beating of teachers in our schools.
1: Yeah, I, I want to give uh, Temba and uh, Kathy an opportunity as well. But you know, I hear everything that you say. But what are you telling uh, your members, the learners? You know, are you, are you encouraging your learners to actually uh, hit teachers who hit them?
2: No, we don't do that as courses. Remember courses started teaching and learning. And we want teaching and learning to be influenced in our schools. We says our learners must not be teachers. Teachers must not be learners. There must be a relationship where a teacher behaves like a parent in a school and where a learner behaves like a learner in a school. That relationship will maintain many things. Even our percentage in our schools will go high. It will increase. We will mm. not have any problems in our
1: okay Okay. Um, uh, Tim Bandlovo?
2: I, I think it's important, Sakina, that I indicate that everybody must take responsibility for what is taking place in our system. Parents need to play their role. Learners must take responsibility of understanding that they're at school to learn, and for them to learn, it is important for them to know that discipline, respect, and paying attention to what teachers are telling them is sure a receipt for success. Our teachers also must take responsibility of ensuring that they are at school on time and they're at school every day and teaching our learners. And if all of us take that responsibility, I believe less and less of these incidences would happen. But more especially, our learners, you know, we get accusations that say that when a teacher does something wrong, we are quick to jump in. But we are saying it is because we believe the profession has got values that teachers must and must live up to. That is why we deal with teacher misconduct so so harshly. And as such, we are saying because we don't have jurisdiction over learners, but school governing bodies need to deal also harshly and decisively with issues of misconduct. I am glad COSAS is there, and they're making a pronouncement, which is very clear that they do not support learners who beat up children. And I think we need to go all out and make those pronouncements. Fortunately, Sakina, this morning at 9, we are having a stakeholder gathering here it says where one of the things would be looking at the research findings in terms of sexual misconduct. But we would also be acting the issues of violence in our schools, a number of stakeholders would be here and hopefully out of the discussions we're going to have, we may be able to chart a way mm. forward. And we'll get a report to broader campaigns that we all collectively must must run to make sure that our kids, our teachers, our broader society understands that schools should be centres of teaching and learning and violence cannot mm. be tolerated at all.
1: I'm hoping that we'll get a report uh, from those findings. Uh, Kathy Callahan, your parting shot for us?
2: Uh,
1: I
0: agree with uh, what um, um, Ms. Nululu has just said um, and the other speakers. Uh, we need to be clear. We need to be clear. Adults in schools are not minors. So, when an adult is in grade 10 and not a minor anymore, they, are not, they have to abide by the rules of that school. Not all the learners that are over age are violent. We must be clear about that. We mustn't generalize about these things. But what is clear the SGB, together with the learners, together with the parents, draw up a code, there are rules. The learners who do not comply with these rules need to be dealt with severely by the school. And unfortunately, in some instances, the provincial departments do not um, deal with these matters. They take ages to deal with them. These learners are left in school. that They walk around, well, nothing happened to me. I'm fine. And the, 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 the violence escalates. So at the end of the day, it's clear. Regulation is clear. No alcohol, no dangerous weapons are allowed on school property. Police must deal with these things.
1: And uh, I must end it there, unfortunately. But it is clear that we need to find solutions and sooner rather than later. Tando says, blaming the child for acting violent when we don't address systemic and epistemological violence is hypocrisy. Suggestion of video cameras dealing with symptoms, not the root of the problem. And Mike sends an email agreeing with that, saying, Satu fought against teachers clocking in and out of school. Do you think they will allow cameras in classroom? Either way, we have to find a solution to this problem. And I think um, maybe we should uh, use the approach of eating this elephant bit by bit. Uh, Let's not try to fix the entire country, all the schools in South Africa, but each community take charge of the school in your immediate jurisdiction and try and fix that. If we all lend a hand, I'm sure we can get to the bottom of this. Thank you so much to all our guests for participating this uh, morning. And of course, we'll be back tomorrow.